Good morning and happy Sabbath. How many of you are happy to be here? Raise your hand if you're happy to be here. If you're very, very happy to be here, raise both of your hands. Amen? Amen. If I ask a question uh, to Katie Ko, Katie, raise your hand. Katie Ko is in our youth group. In fact, she is the president of our youth ministry, right? LAKC Youth Ministry President. She's also a senior in high school. If I ask Katie, hey, who's Kobe Bryant? She would be like a basketball player, right? If someone asks Katie, who is Richard Lee? That's me, okay? Uh, then she's going to be like uh, a pastor, You see how she's going to answer with what these people do, okay? If I asked Celeste, Celeste, raise your hand. She's my daughter. She's a junior in high school. If I asked Celeste, Celeste, uh, who's Kobe Bryant? She'd be like, a basketball player. And let me tell you, Kobe Bryant is the only basketball player she knows, Okay. (laughs) She doesn't know anything else or anyone else. But if, if somebody asks Celeste, hey, who's Richard Lee? That's me. What is he going to say? What do you think Celeste will say? She will answer, oh, that's my dad. You see, she will answer not by what they do or what they are like. She will answer by association or by relationship. You see how that works? Katie, who is Richard Coe? That's your dad. (laughs) She says, that's my dad. She's not going to say, oh, he's a dentist and I think he lives in my house. No. (laughs) Right? If I ask Katie Ko, one more question, Katie. Who's V or Taehyung? <laughs> then she'd be like, I actually asked this question last night. She said, that's a member of BTS. If I ask Celeste, Celeste, who's Taehyung? Then she's going to say, oh, that's Katie's boyfriend. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> The answer will be by relationship. The question, who is God, needs to be answered by association or relationship. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for everyone here, Lord, and this church and all the hearts that gather here to lift you up and praise you. Now, Lord, as we open the Bible, open our hearts also. In Jesus' name, amen. We're in a series called Rooted. Um, There are three ways to experience this. Number one is to listen to the message. If you missed it last weekend, please go to our podcast or live stream on YouTube. It's actually right now, our subscribers right now is at 98. We just need two more people. Come on. We can do like different things. 
when we get more than 100, so please subscribe and uh, watch the sermon from last weekend. Uh, number two is you can follow through the, uh, the sermon and also do your workbook. I apologize the delay of the workbook. Uh, some of you guys already have them. Some of them will receive them today. But the ones who, who ordered last week, um, I ordered them on Tuesday, but they haven't arrived yet. I think they're going to arrive today. So I'm going to somehow get them to you uh, this week, okay? So pick them up, but it's not too late to sign up. So if you still want to sign up for the workbook, go ahead and uh, let me know or sign up today. Or the third way is to lis- uh, listen to the message, join the, uh, the, the workbook, and also join a small group. We have several small groups in our church. You can, you can join the existing small groups, or we're launching on a very new, brand new group, which will start this Friday at my house, 7.30. So you can join that group if you want a new group. Okay, so there are several groups meeting Tuesdays, uh, Wednesdays, Fridays, Sundays. So you can choose any of the groups and join your uh, small group. So the full experience will be go through the sermon, do your workbook, and join a small group. That will be your full experience of uh, this new series, Rooted. So all of us are in sync as we go through this. Okay, so let's do this together. Today is week two, and the title is, Who is God? Here's a question of the ages. Who is God? I mean, come on, can you think of a question more investigated than this? If I really, really want to be rooted in God and His words... I should really wrestle with this question first, right? So here it is, first question. Who is God? So week two is just packaged around this one question, who is God? God is mysterious. God is mysterious, not because he's far away or he he, he in some way is hiding from all of us is because sinful human beings in our limited intelligence and thoughts are unable to fully comprehend infinite almighty God. The problem is none of our images or or words can adequately capture God. We look at God's creation and kind of see uh, God in nature. We, we read the Bible and learn about him because God revealed himself through the words in the Bible. But he still seems to be mysterious um, beyond our comprehension. So famous preacher Charles Spurgeon wrote this. Look at this. There is something exceedingly improving to the mind in a contemplation of the divinity. It is subject so vast that all our Thoughts are lost in its immensity, so deep that our pride is drowned in its infinity. Nothing will so enlarge the intellect, nothing so magnifying the whole soul of man as a devout, earnest, continued investigation of the great subject of the deity. I do not expect for us to have the answer for Who is God after today or after this week? 
but I hope we have a lot better understanding of who God is. Some of the really prominent Bible texts that describe who God is are these two. It's Exodus chapter 20. Does anyone know what we find in Exodus chapter 20? Does anyone know? Yes, somebody said it. I didn't hear it, but somebody said it, right? Um, Ten Commandments. So this is what God wrote with his own finger on the stone tablet. This eternal message, right? And in the fourth commandment, this is what God said. Exodus chapter 20, uh, verses 8 through 11. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your maid servant or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the seventh day and made it holy. What we find here is that God gave us the Sabbath so that we can celebrate creation. Okay? The purpose of Sabbath is for us to remember and celebrate the fact that God is the creator. Amen? So whenever we come to church, when we worship, when we sing, it's like it's because he's our creator. He is the creator of the universe. Next passage is actually Deuteronomy chapter 5. Does anyone know what Deuteronomy chapter 5 is about? Nobody. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 5 is about the Ten Commandments. Same exact Ten Commandments was repeated, was written in Exodus chapter 20 and repeated in Deuteronomy chapter 5. And when we go to the Sabbath verse, and this is what we find. This is Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 12 through 15. I want you to notice the difference, okay? Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, as the Lord your God has commanded you. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male or female servant, nor your ox, your donkey, or any other animals, nor any foreigners residing in your towns, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Remember that you were slaves in Egypt and that the Lord your God brought you out of there with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you to observe the seventh day. Now, what did you notice? Did you notice anything different though? I know there's a few words, but it's the same message, but... The prominent difference is actually the reason why we should keep Sabbath. In Exodus chapter 20, there is a clear message that I want you to keep Sabbath because God is our creator. God is a creator. But in Deuteronomy chapter 5, it says, remember that you are slaves in Egypt. What God says is, I want you to keep Sabbath because I want you to celebrate and remember the fact that 
I have redeemed you. So in Exodus chapter 5, God is saying, Sabbath is for us to remember and celebrate that God is our creator. Deuteronomy chapter 5 is telling us that Sabbath is there so that we can celebrate and remember that God is our what? Redeemer. So if you put them all together, the reason why we keep Sabbath, and you know, this is the, here's the the thing. All Seventh-day Adventists should know this, but some of us don't know. Do you know why we come to church on, on seventh day, on Saturday? We kind of know like what day it is and like we kind of know like, oh, it went from sun, Saturday to Sunday and there's like a change. I know, but the purpose and the reason for Sabbath is very clear. Um, it's for us to remember and celebrate that God is our creator and our redeemer. Amen? So that's what Sabbath is about. It's a day of celebration and remembrance of the fact that God is our creator and redeemer. Why do we keep Sabbath? Because God is our redeemer and creator. Who's God? He's our creator and redeemer. What did he do? He created us and he redeems us. Is that clear? I want everything to be very clear. But what does it mean in relationship? What does, what does that mean in relationship? I, I have a water bottle here. There's a water in there. Um, this is hydro flask. Okay? I know why you're laughing because apparently that label means something. And here's the thing. You know who can put hydro flask label on it? Hydro flask people. Okay? Because they made it. They created this so they can put the label hydro flask on it. That's the only way the maker can put their label on it. There's another name on this. Bam, you see this? Can you see it? There is a beautiful name called Amy on this. Yes, that's my wife's name. You know why it says Amy on it? Why is it hers? She bought it. She paid the price and purchased this water bottle so now she can mark her name on it. You see what happens with our relationship, who God is, is very interesting because only the creator, only the maker can put his signature on us. Right? And only the one who purchased us can mark his name on it and put his signature on it. Every single one of us, each and every one of us, because God is our creator and because God is our redeemer, his signature is all over us. So when we say God is, who is God? He's a creator and he is the redeemer. What it means is that he paid the price 
to purchase us and he created us, which means he's our maker and he's our savior. He loves us and he takes care of us. Amen? So what it means is we belong to God. All of us, we belong to God. He didn't just create and just left us alone. He actually redeemed all of us. So that's the relationship I'm talking about. He's not just the creator or the redeemer. He's my creator and my redeemer. Amen? So far, so good. But still, some questions remain, okay? I get that God revealed himself through the Bible. Um, He's my creator and and, and redeemer. But what's he like? What is God like? Uh, Like what what does it look like? Um, Is he nice? Is he mean? Because it can get kind of confusing when we read the Bible, right? Um, If he's good, why do all these bad things happen in the world? Um, uh, Why does he allow evil to exist in the world? Why is the world so broken and dark? Okay, these questions will be dealt dealt with through our series, uh, but I do want to make it clear, uh, certain part, a little easier to everyone to understand. Um, Did you notice that I haven't talked about the main passage yet? I haven't forgotten, okay? I know I'm getting old, but I haven't forgotten. It's not my memory. In today's main passage, uh, Jesus teaches his disciples the way to the Father. You see how Jesus calls God the Father? Um, In John chapter 14, one of the disciples, Thomas, asked Jesus, Jesus, we don't know where you are going. How can we know the way to the Father? Jesus responds to him by saying, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Tommy, come on. If you know me, you know the Father. Then Philip asks, Lord, show us the Father. Just show us the Father. If you just show us God, then everything will be okay. And then today's passage, the the verse. Here we go. John chapter 14, verse 9. Jesus answered, Come on, Phil. Bro, come on. Don't you know me? I've been among you such a long time. Listen, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Anyone who has seen Jesus has seen God. Yes, God is mysterious, but Jesus made it easier for us. The best way and the most clear way in which God has revealed himself to us is Jesus. They say a picture is worth a thousand words. If you put all the words in Old Testament and painted a picture, it would be a picture of Jesus. The entire Bible, both 
Old Testament and New Testament, if you boil everything down to one word, it will be Jesus. Two words, it will be Jesus Christ. Three words, it will be who is God. A lot of people have a wrong picture of God. In fact, many Christians have a distorted view of God. Here, Jesus says, you want to have a clear picture of God? Here I am. Here I am. Another very interesting passage. I, I, I know it's kind of, today's a little nerdy, uh, too many uh, Bible texts, but I do really want to share this with you. Uh, look at this, John chapter 1. I'm using a New Living Translation for this one. John chapter 1 says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. Now, who's the word here? It's obvious, Jesus, right? God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. Verse 4, the word gave life to everything that was created, and his life brought light to everyone. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. The word gave life. This is referring to Genesis chapter 1. Remember how the whole creation was actually done by God's words? I believe John 1 is a reference to the creation story in Genesis chapter 1. If you think about it, how did God create everything? Through his words. And he's saying that word, the power of creation has been with me from the beginning and is 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 with you now. And now it's it's in the world. But notice this. The word gave life to everything. His life brought life to everyone. And the light shines the darkness. Loma Linda Church, on the line, the the light shines in the darkness. This is how I want to conclude today's message. Who is God? He's my creator and redeemer. He loves me and he takes care of me. Um, How do we get to know him? How do we see him? Through Jesus. Look at Jesus, we see God. Then, what does that mean to me and to my life? Right? My friends in Loma Linda Church, what it means is that the light shines in the darkness. The light shines in the darkness. Darkness lurks in us all. All of us. I mean, humanity fell. We fell. We have this ill-stricken, sinful, and fragile body, and every day it gets old. We live in this sinful, dark world. We constantly deal with failures, hardships, depression, disease, despair, death. 
we are prisoners of the darkness. We're chained by our sin and its consequences. But what we find today is, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. The light shines in the darkness. We are redeemed from the bondage of sin. Come on, think about it. We got family issues, health issues, mental health issues, financial issues, job issues, relationship issues. There seems to be no end to our issues. But there is hope. There is healing. Who is God question should take you to only one place or one person, Jesus. Jesus shines. He's a light that shines in the darkness. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, our infinite Father, Almighty God, sometimes it's very difficult for us to fully comprehend you. But Lord, you wanted to bring clarity to all of us. Really wanted to show yourself and manifest yourself and reveal yourself to us. And then you came down to this earth. Jesus. Letting us know that you are our creator and letting us know that you are our redeemer. But Lord, you didn't just end there. There is, in the, in, the, in the heart of the gospel, is that we live in this dark world filled with sin and filled with pain and suffering, filled with issues and problems. But Lord, you let us know that we're not left in the darkness. Because you are, Jesus, you are the light of the world. So Lord, help us not to feel like we're in darkness. Help us to see your light. Help us to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Shine my world, Jesus. God, shine my world. Help us to experience the light. In Jesus' name.